Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Today, I want to share some wisdom uh, with you from God, words of wisdom that the Lord has given me this morning as I was up very early uh, waiting on God and praying and seeking his face for what he wanted to minister to us. And uh, I believe these words of wisdom will help us all to get closer to God and, of course, build a closer and a stronger relationship with him. A relationship, I believe, that will take us places we have never been to before. And I'm, I'm not talking about physically, I'm talking about spiritually, where the Lord takes us into areas and spheres in the spirit that we have never been to before. And of course, uh, give us blessings uh, that that uh, we never thought were possible. So these words of wisdom I'll be sharing with you uh, today, I believe uh, they serve as a key to the future that God has prepared for us. And of course, the key that will unlock and release the blessings of God over our lives. There is so much more that God wants to pour out on us. And um, it all depends on our ability and capacity to receive what God desires to give us. And so I want to encourage you to listen carefully, not just with your physical ears, but with the ears of your spirit to what I will be sharing with you uh, today. Let me start with this. And I want you all to know and realize that God's greatest desire for every believer, every person who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, is that we grow, we develop, and we mature spiritually. That is God's greatest desire for you and I. God wants us to grow up in the things of God, grow up in the spirit and mature in our understanding of who God is, who we are in him and what he has called us to do and how he has called us to do it. The reason being is that a mature believer is the one who pleases God. Why? Because he is useful and productive in the kingdom of God. Not only is useful to God, but also useful uh, to people as well. A mature person in the Lord is able to serve God effectively and also serve people effectively, bless people, encourage them, strengthen them. And mature believers are also responsible and dependable. 
They're not one day up and the next day down, one day hot and the next day cold. Uh, and they, they are not children, as the Word of God says in Ephesians 4, where they are tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. They are stable, they are dependable, they are trustworthy, and they are responsible. And God is looking for such today in every generation, in every church. These are so precious people and so needed in the day that we are living in. Mature believers, as I mentioned, they're trustworthy. You can trust them. You can depend on them. If they say something that they will do, they will do it. They don't back out on the word. Come what may. If they give you a promise or if they give you a word, you can depend on them. They will execute that word no matter what. And God is able to trust such mature believers with ministry as well as responsibility. This is very important. And I believe, as I've mentioned to you last Sunday, this is the greatest and the most urgent need of any church of any community of believers, to have mature and dependable people who are able to serve God and the interests of the kingdom of God. These are the type of people that are able to extend and establish the influence of God's kingdom wherever God plants them. Jesus said, in Matthew, I think, chapter 9, that the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Those words that Jesus said in his day are very relevant and true in our day today. The harvest is plenteous, but skillful and mature laborers are very few. And then Jesus went on to say, therefore, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into his fields. There are many needs all around us, but the problem is we don't have enough trained, equipped, and mature workers or laborers who are mature enough and are able to serve those needs. And so sometimes, as I was speaking to my friend George today, uh, he's, I've looked at his weekly schedule and I got a fright. It is loaded because everything is dependent on him. And it's tiring and it's exhausting when you don't have the right people around you as a leader or as a pastor to help you do the work of the ministry. And so uh, please notice that Jesus' answer to the problem that we are facing is, listen to what he said. He said, pray to God, the Lord of the harvest, to do what? To send forth laborers into his harvest fields. Not just pastors, not just teachers and apostles and prophets. Ordinary believers who are serious about God, who are serious about the kingdom, and they are equipped and trained in order to serve in whatever capacity they can, or serve according to the gifting and to the grace that God has given them. 
He said, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers into his harvest fields. Therefore, Jesus gave us the answer and the solution we have to this problem. Prayer is the answer to this problem. We pray. We ask God, send forth laborers, send forth skilled and trained and mature believers who are able to meet the needs around us. Well, you could be one of them. Amen. All we need to do is make ourselves available and say, here I am, Lord. I want to serve you. I want to honor you. I want to obey you in whatever capacity you want me to. I will go wherever you want me to go. I will do whatever you ask of me or whatever you command me to do. Willing vessels, skilled, mature believers. Therefore, the need to grow up and, and, and mature so that we are able to minister to those needs that are all around us. When it comes to prayer, I believe, this is one area that we all need to grow and to develop it, all of us, no exceptions. There is room for growth in this primary, in this vitally important ministry. You don't have to go out into the field. You can be in your prayer closet and effect change all over the world, effect change in your sphere of influence. You can do that if you will grow and develop and mature in the area of prayer. This is, I believe, one of the most urgent and important areas of spiritual growth and development. We, we need to understand the mind of God and pray accordingly into those areas where we need to be praying into. One of the characteristics of the mature believer is the way he prays or she prays and what they pray for. Now, if I can listen to your prayers, I can tell how mature you are in the Lord by just listening to the way you pray and what you're praying for, or how immature you are emotionally, and spiritually. You see, this is, this is a very um, uh, characteristic of a mature believer. His prayer life engulfs and embraces uh, far more than just himself or herself or the family. Gets involved in the work of God, in the kingdom of God, in the needs that we have all around us. And uh, Solomon was such a young man. I believe when he took over the throne from his father, David, Solomon was a mature young man. It was only in his old age that he became foolish. You see, wisdom and maturity has nothing to do with age. Some people have aged and have grown old, but they have never grown up. They're still children emotionally and spiritually. You can sit in church for years and listen to sermon after sermon after sermon and never grow. Why? Because spiritual growth is activated through obedience, only through obedience. Amen. Not just hearing the word of God, but practicing the word of God, putting it into practice, 
That's how growth comes. So growth is dependent upon obedience. So Solomon took over the throne from his father, David, and the Bible says in Second Chronicles chapter 1 that one night God appeared to him in a dream and said to him, ask whatever you will. Wow. I wonder if the Lord would come to any of us, any one of us in the dream and say, ask whatever you will and I will give it to you. I wonder what some of us would ask. But Solomon understood the mind of God, understood his responsibility. And he said, give your servant knowledge, wisdom, and an understanding heart that I may be able to govern this great nation that you have given me. He realized the important mandate that God has commissioned him to. And he also realized that without God, without his wisdom, without his knowledge, without the understanding of the Most High, he would not be able to govern wisely. Well, the Bible says that it pleased the Lord that Solomon asked for wisdom and an understanding heart. And listen to the response. This is where I want to focus. This is the response of God concerning Solomon's request. He said, because your greatest desire is to help your people, and you did not ask for wealth, you did not ask for riches or fame, or even the death of your enemies, or a long life, but rather you asked for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people, I will certainly give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested. But, listen to this, but I will also give you wealth, riches, and fame, such as no other king has had before you or will ever have in the future. Wow. When I read that, the Spirit of God arrested my attention. And this is what he said to me. I will give you things you didn't ask me for if you ask for things that please me. Did you hear that? I will give you things you didn't ask me for if you ask for things that please me. And Solomon's request and prayer really pleased the Lord. I am sure God was jumping up and down with joy when Solomon asked for wisdom and knowledge and an understanding heart. You see, he asked not for himself. He asked so that he might be able to govern the people of God wisely. And God gave him things he didn't ask for because his prayer pleased God. We also, I believe, need to learn to pray the kind of prayers that release joy into the heart of our Heavenly Father. When God is pleased with what we ask for, He will also give us more 
that we can ask or think. Did you hear that? Praise God. I trust you did. I'm talking about here, down here in your spirit, in your heart. You see, here's another person who understood this secret, this principle that I'm sharing with you. Paul understood, the Apostle Paul understood this very well. And that is why he prayed for the church and he asked what were the most important things for believers to receive. The most important, highly valuable things. And those are spiritual things. They're not material things. He asked for three things, Paul. You notice in his epistle to the Ephesians, in his epistle to the Colossians, he almost prayed the same prayer asking for three things for the believers. He asked for wisdom, he asked for knowledge, and he asked for spiritual understanding. I believe these are the three most important things that will help the believer to grow and mature spiritually. That's my conviction. That's why Paul didn't ask for anything else. He asked for these three things. Listen to how he prayed Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. And then in verse 10, he tells us why he asks for these things. Then he said, the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. You see, if you receive these graces, this wisdom, this understanding, this knowledge, the word of God says you will always honor the Lord. You will always please the Lord. And then he goes on to say, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. Do you want your life to be productive with every good fruit? Do you want your life to have meaning and purpose? Do you want to leave a legacy that people will remember you for the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding and the good works you left behind? This is the way to do it. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And then he goes on to say, finally, and all the while, you will grow. You will grow. You will develop as you learn to know God better and better. How do we get to know God? Through wisdom. How do we get closer to God? Through knowledge. How do we get established in the things of God? Through spiritual understanding. Proverbs 24 says, by wisdom, a house is built. You know why marriages break? Lack of wisdom. Not lack of love. There's plenty of love. Lack of wisdom is the primary reason why marriages break. We don't need just love. All, all you need, Hollywood has taught us that all you need is love. No, sir. Not the kind of love the world promotes. You need primarily wisdom because wisdom will enable you to sort out whatever it is that is wrong or whatever is causing strife and arguments and, 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 and uh, unpleasant things within the marriage. 
And then he says, understanding will establish you. A house is built through wisdom. Through understanding it is established. And by knowledge, all of the rooms is filled with pleasant and wonderful riches. There you go. You see, when I was having a problem with my marriage early, when I came to Christ, I went to God and I said, Lord, help me. I humbled myself before God and I sought the wisdom of God. When he told me what to do, the problem was solved. Amen. There is no problem that the wisdom of God cannot provide a solution. God will give you a plan, a strategy by which you obtain the victory. And from my experience, when I talk to believers, they don't have a plan. Most of them don't have a plan. No vision, no clarity, no understanding what God is, is, is where God is leading them and what he's calling them to do. Why is that? Lack of wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is profitable for direction. Amen. You want godly direction in your life. All you need is the wisdom of God. Amen. I trust you're still with me. So Paul asked for three things. These three things because he knew these are the things believers need the most to grow and develop spiritually. And mature. If we receive the wisdom of God, knowledge and understanding, and pursue it with all of our hearts. Proverbs chapter 2 tells us how to pursue this knowledge, how to find the wisdom and the fear of the Lord. It gives us guidelines, a plan of action, how to obtain these very things that will enable us to grow and develop. And if we receive those, the Bible says God will also give us things we didn't ask for. He will bless us with long life. That's what the Bible says. Wisdom has length of days in her right hand and riches and honor in her left hand. <laughs> Where is that? In wisdom. You want length of days? You want wealth and riches and honor? Get the wisdom of God. Because the wisdom of God is the principal thing. Amen. God will give us things we didn't ask for. He will bless us, the Bible says, with health, with long life, and many other things we didn't ask for. Now listen. Because Paul pleased God, in his requests in prayer, God blessed him with tremendous revelations that no other apostle has received. That's why he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He received directly revelations from Christ himself, and he wrote those epistles. He received tremendous power and authority to help Establish the believers in the faith. Great signs, the Bible says, wonders and miracles were done through his hands. And Paul carried tremendous authority in the spirit because he pleased God. And his prayers pleased the Lord. 
he was able, as I mentioned, to write two-thirds of the New Testament. And his letters, his epistles are being read today and reread over and over and over again by millions of people around the world. Paul didn't know that when he was writing those letters. He thought he was just writing an epistle to the Corinthians who had a problem, to the Ephesians, to the Colossians. You see, because Paul pleased the Lord, God made Paul's words God's words. Did you hear that? I want you to catch that. God made Paul's words God's words. Paul didn't ask for this. But because he asked for things that pleased God, God gave him things he didn't ask for. And that's what I want to stress today, folks. Mature believers, developed, equipped believers, pray and ask for things that pleases the heart of God. Now, he gave Solomon. The Bible says riches, wealth, and honor, and fame, things he didn't ask for. His fame went around about to the whole nations around him. And they came out of curiosity to see the tremendous uh, honor and glory that was all around him. The Bible says uh, Queen Sheba came bringing riches and gold, offering to Solomon. And she marveled at what she saw. He had so many servants. He went, the, 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 the place that he lived was so honorable and splendid. She was amazed by the wisdom and the fame and the honor and the glory that God bestowed upon this young man. And all he asked for, give your servant, Lord, an understanding heart that I may govern your people wisely. Because he said, I'm only a child. You see, he was humble. Humble people will ask for wisdom because they know they cannot carry God's assignments or live the Christian life without his grace, without his mercy, without his wisdom, and without the knowledge of God. What are you and I asking God for in our prayer? Do a little examination of your prayers, evaluation. What are we asking God for? Jesus said to the Samaritan woman at the well, if you knew the gift of God, you would ask and he will give you. Well, you see, the woman didn't know the gift of God in Jesus Christ. And because she didn't know, she couldn't ask. You see, ignorance is our worst enemy. That's why knowledge is so important. The Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, not for a lack of power, not for a lack of money. Amen. Not for a lack of anything else, but this one thing, for a lack of knowledge. We destroy ourselves when we remain ignorant in the things of God. Amen. <clears throat> we also don't know many things which belong to us in Christ. And because we don't know, we don't ask. 
We lack knowledge. We lack revelation. We lack understanding of the mind of Christ. I preached a sermon some time ago about the, 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 the value, the priceless value of an illuminated mind that has been immersed and baptized into the Word and the Spirit of God. Priceless. And because we don't know, we don't ask. And if we ask and we don't receive, it's because we ask for the wrong things. Amen. Praise God. I also say that if we knew what really pleases God the most, we would have asked. And he would have given us more than we could ever ask or think. That's what Ephesians says. Let me give you some wisdom in what to ask for. Can I do that? Ask for things that do not perish with the using, but things which endure and remain forever. Ask for revelation knowledge. Jesus said, in John 6, 27, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. So many believers spend most of their lives chasing after a, a, a salary paycheck. Hours and hours a week but they don't have time to spend an hour a day in the word of God or in prayer. Sad, but Jesus here, he said, do not labor just for the food that perishes. Yes, we need the food, but he said, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of these things will be added to you. And a person who receives the wisdom of God from day to day, the knowledge and the understanding of God, acts like this great, huge magnet that attracts the blessing of God. Things just get attached to you without you even sweating or without you even running after them. Amen. I've experienced that in my own life and in my own walk with the Lord. God would attach things to me I didn't ask for. I was living in a rented house for months when we first got married. But I was hungry for God. I, saw, I didn't even think of buying a house. I was so immersed in the, in the things of God, wanting to learn, wanting to grow and get to know this wonderful Savior who saved me, who rescued me from the power of darkness. And lo and behold, here is a house attached, given. That's why God says in the book of Deuteronomy, I will give you houses you did not build, vineyards which you did not plant, wells which you did not dug out, if you please me. Hello? Amen. It's time to stop striving and worrying and being anxious about the food that perishes. And to immerse ourselves in that food which endures unto eternal life, which the Son of Man will give 
to us. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Jesus, he has words of eternal life. He said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. What are those things that endure to everlasting life? We've already mentioned that so many times. Wisdom, knowledge, spiritual understanding. Also, ask God for things that will help you to serve and help other people. Amen. One idea, one word of encouragement to someone can make a huge difference in their lives. Hello? One idea that God will give you and act it out will bring a person to Christ. But you've got to get it from God. Amen. Natural intelligence is useless when it comes to the work of God. We need revelation. We need supernatural wisdom. That's why the Spirit carries all these wonderful gifts. The nine gifts of the Spirit. They are tools to help us minister to people effectively. Amen. So ask for those things. Covet the best gifts, Paul said to the Corinthians. What's the best gift? It's the one you need at the time. If somebody needs healing, he doesn't need the word of wisdom or the word of knowledge. He needs to be healed, to be delivered. Amen. Somebody is discouraged, he needs a word of encouragement. Amen. So we ask for those things in prayer. Lord, help me. Give me, equip me, and help me to be an effective servant, an effective minister, an effective uh, ambassador for, for Christ Jesus. Also, here is another one. Ask to be a peacemaker so that you can bring peace and reconciliation to those who have broken relationships. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Amen. Ask God to give you spiritual hunger and thirst for righteousness, hunger for the presence of God. When you become hungry for God, nothing else matters to you that much. And only the presence of God can quench your thirst and hunger. God can give us that kind of hunger that will awaken us spiritually. That we will begin to take hold of God and, and, and God would pull down those blessings upon people. That will cause them to have dreams at night and be convicted of the lifestyle. Amen. God can do those things if we ask for things that will please him. Ask God to give you meekness. Develop humility towards God and towards others. Priceless. These are not material things. I believe that material things are the lowest form of the blessings of God. The lowest. Ask him to fill your heart with his love. 
with his mercy so that you can forgive others and pray for them fervently. Ask the Lord to send revival to your soul, to your church, to your community, and for your nation. God will hear those prayers, folks. He said he would. In the Old Testament said, ask of the Lord to send rain in the days of the latter rain, and he will make clouds and thunder and send rain. God promised, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh in the last days. Well, these are the last days. But if we don't ask him, he will not do it. That's how God works. Amen. Are you getting something out of this today? We need to mature. We need to grow in the area of our prayer life. Amen. Amen. That is one most needed ministry. I believe the greatest rewards will go to those who are hidden behind the scenes, yet they do tremendous work. God works through them in a mighty way. Let us spend time in prayer, but let us pray prayers that please the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for your precious word tonight. We give you praise for who you are, and we thank you for your wisdom tonight. We thank you for the impartation of your word. And Father, I decree and declare that the word that has gone out of my mouth today will not return unto you void, but will accomplish that which you please, and it will prosper in the thing whereto you send it. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.